0: Greetings and welcome to another week of SANS Mantra Studio. This is episode 12 and thank you for clicking on this. Last week I mentioned that I was surprised to find I have listeners all around the world it seems, and this week's no exception, so a big hello to everyone listening to this in Australia, of course, where this is being made, and to all my listeners in the United States as well as in Spain, Mexico, Brazil, hola to all you Brazilians. Greetings to everyone in the Netherlands, Romania, Russia, Canada, Indonesia, Poland and Sweden. Thank you so much for clicking on this. Any jazz aficionados listening to this episode would have instantly realised that the piece I was playing on the piano just before was Herbie Hancock's famous Cantaloupe Island, which is one of the few pieces I can still play reasonably well on the piano I guess and the reason I inflicted that on all of you at the start of this episode is because at the start of this week I went out with my wife to see a local jazz pianist just up the road from where we live actually at a place called the Wesley Ann and when we got there the musician that we were hoping to see actually wasn't playing that night because he was self-isolating. He had COVID unfortunately so I think he's recovered now but That was a bit of a um, one of those moments when you realise that we are kind of all in this together, this pandemic, and uh, that aside, there was another player playing who was fantastic and he played some stuff that reminded me of the famous jazz pianist Vince Giraldi. Perhaps he's not that famous actually, I'm not sure. Anyway, we had a great night listening to this musician who was fantastic and... It turned out that Vince Guaraldi was actually an influence on this young jazz pianist, so I was pleased to know that I got that reference. But the reason I mention this is that it just amazes me how much talent is out there in not just my neighbourhood, but in the world in general. There's just so much talent, there are so many musicians doing incredible things. And before I forget to mention it, I've actually got a Vince Guaraldi track coming up in this week's Highly Recommended, so watch out for that. But there really is so much talent out there. There are so many fantastic songwriters and musicians and artists in general. And it's been said by more than one person that the era we live in right now is kind of like the best of times and the worst of times. In terms of the best of times for musicians and artists getting their stuff out there because they're not beholden to record companies so you don't need to go and get a record contract you don't need to make something that's going to sell x amount and appeal to a certain number of people in the wider population so that a record company can sink a lot of money behind it you can make a record in your bedroom upload it and you can get followers straight away but it's the worst of times in terms of everyone's doing it and the question is how do you cut through that noise there's a sea of noise of you know endless musicians you can just go on spotify now and if you you know if you look i was going to say if you look hard enough but you don't even really have to look hard enough you could just have a look and if you look in the right spot you will find dozens and dozens and dozens of new artists that you've never heard of and quite likely you'll find some music that you really like too And some of that music probably would never have been released under the old sort of paradigm of the music industry, which, like I was just saying, you know, was based on something that would sell a lot of units so they could put money behind it and promote it. But that's the rub. It's the promotion that really makes the difference between people hearing music and not hearing music quite often. you know, If you're not actively looking to discover fresh new music, then you probably might not find things that you would otherwise really enjoy. Which brings me to something I did want to talk about this week concerning Spotify. And that, of course, is the Joe Rogan controversy without getting into the ins and outs of COVID vaccinations and everything that goes with that. I did want to talk about Spotify and really kind of, I suppose, take a huge chunk out of the hand that feeds me. But having said that, it's not really the hand that feeds me because I'm not actually earning any money from Spotify. I don't have that many streams of my song at this point in time, so that is part of it. But people listening to this may or may not be aware that Spotify actually don't pay their artists very well at all. In fact, they really pay them an incredibly meagre amount. So when I say the hand that feeds me, I'm talking about the benefits that come from being on a platform that offers exposure for my music, offers easy access, I suppose, for people to listen to my single, which is called The Silent Crowd, by the way. If you look up Sans mantra on Spotify, you can find it there. So what I'm trying to say is I've got a real love-hate relationship with Spotify. I love using it as a user, as a consumer, finding other music putting playlists together, regular listeners of this podcast would know that I have a weekly highly recommended quote-unquote playlist that I'm putting together of music that is tied into what I'm doing here with my own music. So I love it for all those reasons, but It'd just be nice if they could pay the artists, you know, more than just a couple of cents per, what is it, a thousand streams or something like that. It's ridiculous. So when the backlash for Joe Rogan hosting the people that he's had on talking about the casting doubt on how well these vaccines are working, basically, and then you had Neil Young pulling his music from the platform, threatening to pull his music, he said uh, they can have Rogan or Young and not both and in the end he did pull his music. He was then joined by Joni Mitchell and there was talk of of perhaps some other people joining him as well but I was moved to make a post on Facebook and it probably sums up my feelings best plus I'm probably a bit lazy about wanting to rephrase it so I'll just read this out to you. Um, I love Spotify but it's a bittersweet relationship at best. Apart from the meagre breadcrumb-like royalties they pay their artists, in recent times they've quietly started investing in the arms industry as well. So the current walkout by Neil Young and now Joni Mitchell, and possibly even Dave Grohl, fills me with hope that things might possibly change for the better. Apart from any ethical considerations to do with fair remuneration for artists' work, If you're getting your vaccine info from joe rogan you're in trouble i think so yeah there's a fair bit in there i suppose for what's supposed to be a pretty fun and light-hearted podcast about my original music but these are the times that we live in i feel that um even trying to stay away from from politics and controversies you end up having these things thrust in your face anyway And it seems there's no way to avoid the machine, you know, whether you're using social media for work or if you're an artist trying to get your music out there like I am onto Spotify. You're going to come across these different controversies. And in this case, it's to do with the the COVID vaccine. So I thought it was worth pointing out to my listeners that despite the fact that I talk about Spotify now and then on this podcast, and I do have the regular playlist that I just mentioned, the highly recommended playlist. I've really got mixed feelings about it, and for a few reasons, as you heard in that that post that I read out, they are also investing in the arms industry, which really I can't imagine many musicians would be in favour of, and in fact I remember reading at the time there were a number of musicians, unfortunately none of whom I'd ever heard of that were pulling their music from the platform in in protest but for smaller artists for really kind of small artists like myself i'm reliant on as many platforms to try and get my music out as possible because i want as many people to hear it as possible so anyway all right okay all right. yeah yeah uh-huh. okay okay, all right. yeah yeah all right. okay 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 all right. yeah yeah uh-huh. okay okay all right A few episodes ago, I started sharing the tracks that are going to be on my album when it comes out in a few months, and I was going through them track by track, and I sort of got a bit sidetracked last week with the soundtrack music that I was sharing, but I want to go back to that this week, and with that in mind, here's... The next track on the album, I guess in sort of chronological order, although I guess anything could happen in between now and the album release, but this is a song that I'm particularly fond of called Like Fire Tonight. Here's a sneak peek. So that's a rough mix of Like Fire Tonight, another song coming up on my album, which is coming out in a few months' time. That's not finished, by the way. Obviously, it needs some vocals, and that's just a rough mix. So um, let me know what you think of that. Send me a comment. Um, You can leave a comment on YouTube if you're listening to it there, or you can always shoot me a comment um, some other way, I'm sure, on whatever platform you're using. By the way, you can also leave me a rating on Apple what is it, Apple Podcasts, I think. They have a rating system which apparently really helps push a podcast show up in its algorithms, which is what everyone wants, all the podcasters. So please leave me a rating. Make it five stars. Um, That helps even more, of course. Hmm. I feel like it must be time for... So it's time for this week's highly recommended playlist and for anyone on Spotify, despite what I said earlier about Spotify, in fact, actually, I should mention there was a helicopter hovering over my house just before when I was talking and I was wondering if it was Spotify coming to get me. But if you've got Spotify, then go to my Sans Mantra profile and look for highly recommended Feb. 4th, 2022. And that way, even though I can't share the songs here on this podcast for copyright reasons, you could at least have a listen to them as I go through. So I encourage you to pause this and have a listen to the song as I've introduced it and then perhaps come back to the podcast. I don't know if that's too tricky or not, but um, that's one thing you could do anyway. So the first song I've got on this week's playlist, and this week's playlist is actually a bit of a hodgepodge. It's more of a just a grab bag of what I've been listening to literally instead of a a more curated list like I've been doing in the past. But this is what I've literally been listening to over the past week. So the first one I've got is my own track, The Silent Crowd, The Instrumental Mix, which I um, profiled last week. So I've put that at the start. And uh, please let me know what you think of that track too. Send me a a message. The next track is a track called Polyghost. I've got really not much information about this track at all except that it was on PBS I think one morning when I was doing the dishes and I really liked it so I looked it up and shazammed it and I've added it for you here it's quite short it's just an instrumental piece I I think I checked out some of the other guys stuff and it's by Bonobo and Miguel Atwood Ferguson so Bonobo and Miguel Atwood Ferguson of course all of this will be available in this episode's description box. So if you're on YouTube, you can go down and have a look at the description text and you'll find an active link to this playlist. But if you don't have Spotify, I'll also list the the songs in that description. So you can find them if you want to check them out in real time as I talk about them. But this one's called Polyghost and i checked out some of the other music by this guy i think he's a dj and it was a bit more house so it didn't really grab me like this one which is kind of a there's no beats to this it's just an instrumental which i really like i love strings so the strings in this are really nice then the next track is by dallas woods and milesha now dallas woods is an indigenous rapper who i've seen a couple of times on nitv and really liked so i went and had a look at um his account the other day we were watching nitv on um australia day and they had all these different rappers male and female and um they were just some of them are fantastic so this is one of the ones i really like dallas woods and this is heaven of my own and the other thing i really like about this track is the artwork i'm actually thinking i might. might pinch, not the artwork, but the color palette for this. I really like it. Called um, Heaven of My Own. Go and check it out just for the um, the pick alone. It's very 60s, very 60s psychedelic, and it's kind of um, purple and red and orange and yellow. I really like it. The next track is by my friend Lyndon Wesley, and I've actually been listening to Lyndon's EP. This is from the year, I think it's about 2006 or thereabouts. But this is from Lyndon's brilliant EP called While the World Lay Sleeping. And this is a track called Happiness is Falling Down. This is one of my favourites of this EP. And I've been going back to this EP just to kind of, apart from enjoying the songs and the music, Lyndon, I think, um, does a lot of it. He plays all the guitars and I think all the vocals. It's got great backing vocals, great arrangements, great songs. But really great production too, and I've been going to this EP, referencing it basically for my own mix, because Hayden Buxton, the guy that mixed The Silent Crowd, mixed this as well. Now this is Lyndon's production, so he's the producer of this EP, but um, the combination I think is, is just brilliant. I mean, the, the sound quality of this EP is amazing. Um, quite apart from the, the quality of the music, which is also fantastic. But it occurred to me that this EP by Linden is kind of proof that you don't need a major label to make a major label-sounding release because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds really expensive, like it's been recorded in some of the best studios. I think it was mixed, actually, in a very expensive studio, so I'm not sure how much linden spent on the mixing and mastering i suspect it was a lot but there's a saying it's attributed sometimes to frank zappa but it could be him it could be someone else but there's a saying in the the audio world that you can't polish a turd <laughs> so to explain i guess what that means is you can't make a bad recording sound good via the mixing and mastering you've got to have a good product to start with and um, yeah this ep is a, an excellent product as it were if you want to use those terms So check that out and follow Lyndon on Spotify. Um, I've heard a whisper on the uh, grapevine that he might be recording some new material too. So watch out for that. The next track is by Baker Boy and Dallas Woods. Do you know, I put this on there and I didn't even notice that it was a collaboration with Dallas Woods as well. And Sampa, Sampa the Great, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. I'm going to go with Sampa. So it's Baker Boy, Dallas Woods and Sampa the Great. And this is a track called Better Days, which I really like. It's just really, really nice. Really great chords and um, yeah, I'm not big on rapping, but I'm sort of warming up to it, I guess. Um, It depends on what the backing is for me, what sort of music they've got underneath it. I mean all the rappers, these guys are all great, but there's something about Dallas Wood's vibe that I just really like, having seen him um, you know do something live on TV. The next track is by Jack White. And this is from his 2018 album, Boarding House Reach. And this is a song called Corporation, which is mostly instrumental apart from him kind of chanting almost Corporation. And then in the middle, I think he he says, these days that's how you get adulation. And he sort of comes across as a, a somewhat demented southern evangelist, with his delivery in this song. But I really like it because... Uh, it makes me smile. I'm going to start a corporation. These days, that's how you get adulation. To me, that's just the biggest dig against the um, these types like you, Steve Jobs and Tim Cooks and Elon Musks of the world that are really kind of overrated, if you ask me. They're businessmen. I mean, sure, they're, they're innovators. But um, I saw a post once where they had Steve Jobs alongside Gandhi. And that, to me, is just absolutely ridiculous. So I like this kind of quiet protest, almost, that that's how I'm interpreting this track by Jack White Corporation. The next track is by Al Green, and it just happens to be I Can't Get Next to You, but really... I could put any Al Green track almost in a playlist and I'd just be happy to endorse it. I think Al Green is just fantastic and he certainly had a golden period, I think, in the early 70s and this is from that period, so check that out. And check out some more Al Green if you have never heard him before. A lot of people know his song Let's Stay Together from Pulp Fiction in the 90s, but he had so many brilliant songs and a fantastic performer, great band. The next track is by Vince Guaraldi, who I referenced in the intro to this episode. And this is a piece called Skating, which was from his Peanuts era. So Vince Guaraldi wrote the music for all the Peanuts cartoons that came out in the 60s. He was commissioned to write original music to go with these Peanuts animations, the Charles Schultz comics, when they were brought to the screen. and. That's how a lot of people know his music, but if you look him up, he was—he did a lot more than that. He was already writing and releasing original albums, um, and he was just a brilliant jazz musician, a brilliant composer. The next track is by The Commodores, and I can't believe I hadn't heard this till the other day when it came on at the end of a show I was watching. So funky. This is called I Feel Sanctified and I'm looking forward to checking out some more Commodores. Then we've got a track called School Days by Stanley Clark, who I have featured in previous highly recommended playlists, and this is from his live album from 1979 called I Want to Play for You, and this is fantastic. I mean, I was playing this last night while I was getting dinner ready, and my wife said, can you turn that off, please? It's really annoying. <laughs> and it is kind of annoying, but I think, That's because it's got lots of dynamics. There are sections in this song where he just lets the musicians absolutely go for it. And there's just a guitar solo at the start, which is some of the best guitar playing I've ever heard, to be honest. And then he does a bass solo. And those two words probably should never go together. But he actually pulls it off. I mean, he's a little bit like the Jimi Hendrix of the bass, I think, in some regards, even though he's a jazz fusion musician. But sometimes he reminds me of Jimmy a little bit. But I like this song for that. It's got all these different sections to it and, and it goes, it gets really, really loud with some of the solos and then it drops back to almost nothing, which is what I like about it. It sort of takes you on a bit of a journey, I guess. The next track is by Freddie King, the great Freddie King, the blues artist, Great, great vocalist and guitarist. And this is a cover of the old song, Let the Good Times Roll, which I've just looked up and was actually written by a duo called Shirley and Lee. Now, I know this song from Jimi Hendrix's double album, Electric Ladyland, where he does this high-powered, adrenaline fueled version with this incredible guitar and it's just full-on and then of course Stevie Ray Vaughan did a cover of his cover so that's the version I know but this version by Freddie King is kind of the same tempo but a half-time feel with the drums which means that they're just kind of playing at the same tempo like that but they're putting in half as many beats so it's it's a lot more kind of relaxed but it's kind of juicy I reckon I really like this version as well. But I'm going to have to go and check out the original by Shirley and Lee from the album Let the Good Times Roll. There you go. And the last track, of course, is the classic Cantaloupe Island, the original Cantaloupe Island version by Herbie Hancock. He did revisit this song in the 70s and made a kind of funky version of it which he was kind of want to do with his tunes he reinterpreted them which is really cool but this is the original jazz i think it's a a trio setting so he's on acoustic piano and there's bass and drums check it out it's a classic that's it for this week thank you so much again for listening and as always, a big thank you to the following people in alphabetical order. Thank you Anthony Ray, Beck Godfrey, Campbell McNaughton, Jill Harvey, Gordon Thompson, Jody McNaughton, Justin Slay, Logan Sinclair, Lyndon Wesley, Neva Connell, Nicola Platt, Paul Appleman, Paul Richards, Pete Sim, Salman Khan, Sharon Swan, Sylvia Bucks, Warren McColl Jones, Barbara Renz, Paul Hughes, Natalie Guglielmi, Graham Hughes, Gloria Kennedy, and especially to my ever-loving family, Helen Hughes and Bailey Hughes. I've got a few gigs to play this weekend, starting with tonight, so I might chat about that next week. Let me know what you'd like to hear in future episodes. I'm going to be keeping on going through my album tracks, but apart from that, let me know if there's anything in particular you'd like me to focus on, and I'll see what I can do. Thanks again for listening, have a great week, and don't forget to... Like, share yeah and leave a comment don't you just like share subscribe and if you're on apple podcasts leave a rating